Hello, you are listening to Talk CX Life. I am Sunaina and be forewarned. Do not. I repeat, do not listen to this conversation on an empty stomach for there is every possibility it will rumble and protest and make you want to reach out for that dessert or calorie-ridden snack you have been trying to refrain from. Hmm, what's cooking you ask? Well, lots. There are many firsts with this podcast. For starters, we are presenting a couple, both leaders in their respective domains, both friends first, before Cupid won them over and they became partners for life and in crime. And then, as you might have guessed, took their love for food and ventured, quite interestingly, into launching the Bombay Howrah Dining Car, a home dining experience which puts up these lovely, innovative and heartwarming dishes celebrating Indian cuisine in Singapore. We know, because, you know, we were treated to a lip-smacking course too. And hey, that's another first too. Well, for us. All right, I hear you. Let's get to know this lovely couple, right? Meet this graceful and creative Priya Barve, head of Brand Lab APAC at Google, and the suave and knowledgeable Aniruddha Ganguly, CEO and co-founder of Negobot. With nearly two decades of experience working in cross-functional teams, Priya has crafted a rather unconventional career path from advertising to shopper to consumer marketing. Remarkably, she's been among the finalists in MasterChef Asia Season 1. Wow! Aniruddha is an IMA alumnus, whose love for problem-solving always being on the go led him to seek his calling in financial consulting, wealth and change management. This financial whiz, who was until recently heading the financial intermediaries arm at UBS in Singapore, has just turned entrepreneur. Apart from being a food connoisseur, he is obsessed with historical trivia and is, according to his wife, like any pie dish which may not be quite what you expect it to be. Hmm, interesting. While Anirudh likens Priya to a cheese toast, her favorite comfort food, by the way, which warms your heart, is always there for you and is worth those calories. Now, yet again, we have this conversation in two parts where the hors d'oeuvre or appetizer, you know, knowing Priya and Anirudh individually and their story as a couple will be served with the dessert. The CXO fun facts, of course. While the entree or the main course, their food journey with the Bombay Horror dining car will be served in our next podcast. Mm, so now who's up for a treat? Well, aren't you lucky? Because this is the happy hour. Priya and Anirudh, yes. welcome once again. Thank you. This is the Top Sakes to Life podcast series. Okay, to begin now. Uh, interestingly, you're the first podcast in crime. <laughs> yeah. interviewing. Okay. Uh, and what better than a husband and wife? Okay, bonding over food. So before we begin on that journey, so let's start with the V in the equation. Yeah. Okay. okay. The both of you. How did you meet? And uh, what were the immediate impressions you all had about that's each a, other? That's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> because I had good impressions. <laughs> she didn't. Uh, we met in the third year of college, mm-hmm. just as we were starting our MBA preparation. So mm-hmm. we had a common friend who. Okay. Introduced us. Despite introducing us, still continues to be a friend. And we met together and he introduced us. And we were in that class together. Yes, I'll let you share. the first impression. Yes. <laughs> let so her share your... the preparatory classes for the CAT exam. CAT exam. And this was the first class we were going for. It's the first time I met him. And he was the only one in the class who I would say about 100 people, probably yeah. something like that, who argued with the professor who was trying to teach us. Okay. So that was my first impression of him. So I thought he was a bit arrogant at that time. <laughs> so my first impression, not so positive. His clearly was. Yeah, yeah. No, she was just awesome and calm and articulate and obviously very nice. Yeah. And then we met. Uh, we so it went. Wasn't the love at first sight from either of you? 
like at first sight and nothing nothing at first <laughs> Unsure sight Unsure at first sight <laughs> and then uh, we went to this university uh, inter university yeah. meet so i was representing the university in uh, quiz and, and she was uh, as a quizzer and uh, she was uh, for music in the music western music uh, and yeah we spent time on the trip and talked a lot got to know each other and there was a lot of juvelin leg pulling and all that good stuff <laughs> so that's i mean that's probably been the arc for us as well and i'm glad it has that we've just started i know it's a cliche but as just very that's, good friends yeah. and only after four years of four, knowing each other years. we figured out that we kind of i liked her and she liked me and, and yeah. Yeah. was there like a moment no i think it so we both discovered that we liked each other from much before and because yeah. probably you know started seeing each other earlier earlier yeah but we didn't but it was always this friendship and kind of there was banter and i'm glad that is because that's still the case how many years of this banter did you really become a couple five years five right? years yeah and i was in sydney at the time and she was in bombay so yeah it was a long you know, distance thing a, as well so, so i was back for a i yes, was working yeah i was working in consulting in, uh, in in sydney and i came back for my annual holiday and before that i had kind of let her know how i feel and it kind of left it there yeah she was like, like i feel the same way too <laughs> Yeah yeah absolutely. Yeah I mean it could go either way. Yeah, yeah. case it worked. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yes. yes. So what are the synergies you're going together as a couple? And when did you realize that perhaps it's going to be like an everlasting partnership? Yeah I don't think uh <laughs> in those grandiose things. <laughs> so synergies I think we like the same things. I I think yeah. the values are very aligned. If I just had to go at the very heart of it in terms of how people should be treated, how society should—I mean, those kinds of things, yeah. right? I mean, for me, the key, and I, I, I let her speak to it, is we connect on the same humor, which is important to me. I laugh at me, she laughs at me, so that's helpful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I think humor. Is, yeah, I think humor is really important because his humor is a little, I would say, difficult, difficult to appreciate sometimes. But you know, over the course of we've been together for what twenty-two years. We've yeah. known each other for twenty-two years now. So yeah, I, I would say. Humor definitely keeps us together. So uh, that's to me, to your point. If there was a moment, I figured that oh, oh cool, we like the, we, we find the same things funny and we laugh at the same things. And uh, she, laugh. she does, absolutely, on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> she's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, no, but you should find each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, we do. We generally enjoy each other's humor. We enjoy most humor. We enjoy is common, even yeah. when others are being funny. But yeah, so that that was one thing. Um, and and I'd say what again, not a synergy, maybe, but I. I think we have reasonably similar temperament. I don't think either of us could be be with someone who's very mercurial. You know, even when we are in the kitchen and cooking, no one loses their shit. Yeah, typically. I'm that's sometimes important. I'm a shorter fuse <laughs> when we're cooking. And that's fine. I'm like, yeah, put yeah. the knife down. It's okay. Put the knife <laughs> Just down. Just step that's away from the knife. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sharp objects. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But I think in terms of synergies, I mean, he definitely is more of the bigger picture kind of person. I definitely enjoy, and I would say, good at the fine. So I don't do stuff. Detail. Basically, that's, yeah. that's that's code for I don't do stuff. Yeah. So I mean, especially with you know running the supper <laughs> club, there's tons of stuff that you need to get figured out. Uh, Nice, yes, the and choosing yes. that. She, she is so Miss Shopping List. I, I, the shopping <laughs> list is my domain. Miss Shopping List, Miss yes. Recipe Book. Yeah. Yeah. Recipe books, yes, there you go. He never puts a recipe down. I don't write recipes and that yeah. drives her nuts and I <laughs> continue to be apologetic and still don't write recipes. But yeah. Yeah. Perhaps he knows that there's no point in it. 
Well, I, would, I would like to learn how to make the stuff that he does because he has access to all my recipes. So. Yeah, it's not That's fair. Not it is fair. not fair. Yeah. No, no, I acknowledge. Well, there's always next to dose of romance, rebellion when it comes to, you know, if you're in India, yeah. Yeah, the whole yeah. bit of interracial class, inter-community. Both of you are in Mumbai. I'm in Bali. She's Maharashtra. So how did it work out? Was it was the marriage easy? Easy. As in the, yeah. the step to take? Because yeah. considering that in India, when you marry, you also get married to you. Yeah. yeah, you married two families. Yes. families. Yeah, I'd say so. I think both both sets of parents were very supportive. We've actually never felt that's called cultural divide, and I think that's where Bombay has been more the equalizer. In Bombay, I think you know both parents are professionals, so there's a lot of common linkage there in terms of the education background, what they want the children to do. He grew up in I I would say at some point he was more Maharashtrian than I was. He yeah. speaks fluent Marathi. I've, yeah. Extremely Maharashtrian in my sensibility yeah. in that sense. So I think the only time maybe the cultures clashed a little bit is when at the wedding we landed up with a dead fish that we have to give to her parents. <laughs> Who oh, yeah, is her dad? Who's a who's vegetarian? But yeah. no, that's fine, and it was easy. Yeah, and thing, by the way, that huge—it's huge. quite big. No, it's, it's big. Yeah, it's, it's quite big, and it yeah. comes decorated. Yeah. So yeah. that was. Yeah. And for Bengalis, that's a love story, right? Yeah. Forget the bride; the fish has come. But yeah, it was no. But yeah. so you got married in both the we got both married sides. twice yeah. on the same day. My yeah. our Maharashtrian wedding was in the morning. Bengali wedding was in the evening. Yeah. So to your yeah. point, which is why why we know this will last forever. We are not doing this again. Yeah, this is done once. That's it. Not do that again. Fun now would be a good time for you to spoke of your childhood. Who let me that question first? What's the question? Of your childhood? Uh, yeah. To kind of go back and see that it all begins when you're a child. The opinions, values, cultures, the yeah. influences around you. So how has that been? How has that shaped you? The formative years. My childhood was normal. I grew up in Bangalore and Bombay. My mom, you know, when I was growing up, was a homemaker. She started working a little later in life. Dad was always at the office. My grandparents lived very close by, so I used to divide my time almost equally between our house and theirs. I went to an all-girls school, so I'm not sure in what way that has shaped <laughs> who I am today. But yeah, I mean, we came from a, a middle-class family, middle-class values. Education was the absolutely important. Yeah, non-negotiable. Non-negotiable at home. You know, the fact that education would help me do whatever I wanted to do was the single thing I ever heard from my parents and anybody else in the family. Now, I used to learn music when I was in school and that was greatly encouraged in my family because most of my family comes from a sporting background. So my mom played badminton, my grand mom's grandmom and her sisters played badminton. So they were just thankful that somebody in the family could do something well, else. Uh, sorry, your great-grandfather is Professor Deodhar. Deodhar. Yeah. Yes, so my great-grandfather is Professor so This apple Deodhar. has fallen very far from yeah, the so they <laughs> Catch a ball to save her life. So there was this massive push in the family that this person who can hold the note needs to do more with this talent. So I would say that was a big part of my school years. And then college, I, obviously because of studies taking a greater importance, I put music a bit on the back side. Okay, make you sing later, bloody. And I haven't <laughs> sung in ages. I haven't sung yeah, in she ages. Actually, it's not, it's not I know, it's like learning a bicycle. You don't forget. Yeah. I know. You should have told me that. I would have made this. No, thank God I didn't. It's so fun. Absolutely not. Yeah, I know because I also know she doesn't enjoy singing. Yeah. So my family is a family of compulsive performers <laughs> and, and I have made steered clear from that. Yeah, I grew up uh, in, in Dadar, as she said, uh, Matunga. So very much the heartland of Bombay. Both parents are doctors. Mum worked right through my childhood. I have an older sister who is much more brighter and accomplished than I am. So I'm used to strong women in my life. I find it very strange to imagine any other reality than women being strong. working strong, yeah. know what they want and speak their mind. 
I grew up in my grandparents at home. So my, my father's father and my grandmother were, were both with us. I used to love listening to stories from my grandfather, which makes my whole love of reading and comics. And I still, I mean, she makes fun. I love to go to the library and read comics. I, I'm a huge comic fan. It was also, I mean, part of the whole education thing also, what was very much encouraged at home was to ask questions. My grandfather, I, I mean, I could ask him 50 whys and he'd always tell me this and that. So I'm, she says, incessantly curious if I'm on a holiday. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd I want to go and read every public statuary and who was that and why is that guy sitting on Not a horse. Just public statuary, uh, any public notice about a historical fact. I yeah. love trivia and, and I just, I'm there. Yeah, no, no, I, I will own up to that uh, yeah. dysfunction. But yeah, I know it was always so. I, I, that's what got, in, got me into quizzing. Not just showing off what you know, but knowing stuff was always valued at home. Knowledge was and you know, that's yeah. kind of what drives. If that's the currency your parents appreciate, then you want to store on that currency, right? So, so yeah, that was always the case. Parents also were very, um, I think our, both our parents are extremely supportive and uh, I'd say broad-minded about whether our decision not to have children or whether it was, I mean, when yeah. we picked our partners, me going and doing a Bachelor of Commerce was a huge shock to my parents and you know, Bengali boys don't do it. And I was doing okay at school, what happened, but they never, never questioned it. And they said, yeah, if that's what you want to do, fantastic. Find your better points in terms of your career. Yeah. Completely by accident. So far, I guess. Yeah, no, colleague, please, you start. Huh? Yeah, I mean, by the time I was through or getting to the end of college, BCom, and, you know, getting ready to do an MBA, I would say, I mean, to be fair, now in retrospect, when you look back at the way education sort of is planned in India, it's almost a given. You know, there's no break. I like the fact that students, even in India now, are getting the choice that, you know, they'll finish, let's say, the graduation, take a gap year, work, and then, work, then decide what they want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Other than just getting to the end, yeah. yeah. Thing of MBA. So, I mean, for our generation, I don't think any of us even thought of it, yeah. or even less to have a conversation with our parents that I want to take a break and let's say sure. travel and do something else. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to do marketing. So, even when I was planning for the MBA, it was always going to be a marketing degree, and then you know to join a company, sort of be in brand management, brand marketing. Oh wow! So you have all. I knew that was the part. I was very clear. I didn't want to do finance. <laughs> so let me. I'll start with what I. I was sure I did not want to do. <laughs> so definitely nothing to do with numbers and. I don't know why she thinks finance is numbers. You know, there's abs- yeah. it's very little. I mean, not numbers I'm, so much. I'm not very numerate, yeah. but yeah. 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 On this, you clearly know that you don't have anything to do. Correct. With that. Okay. Yeah. Once we have like a marketing. Yeah. Attitude. But then after that, I think the the career has you know taken the path that it had to. I mean, I started in advertising first, then moved over back into the client side. There, I would say it wasn't sort of it was slightly uncharted, you know, and and I let that happen depending on right. how and where the opportunities came up. So yeah, the first part is quite a treadmill, right? Apart from sort of at some point I made the choice of BCom, which was I, I reflect back on why I did that. And I did that. I think my view was quite informed by my sister's journey. And she was super student. And you have these insane cutoffs at 95% you get the cutoff. And at 96% you can do this engineering degree or that. And, and it just didn't make sense to me. So I said, okay, look, where can I get larger margins of error? <laughs> and I mean, Bachelor of Commerce was interesting because I knew I would do something in a business and corporate kind of setting. Sorry, your parents or physicians? Right? They are both doctors, MBBS, yes. Yeah, so and, and there is a, uh, there is a, and, and I mean, I'm, this is a stereotype and I'm joking, but 
there is uh, I mean yeah you become a doctor or an engineer or at least you know Bengali family do a master's in economic or study English literature where are you studying B.Com right? no so that but, but so I wanted to do that then I cleared this part one of my chartered accountancy foundation course but I realized that then I would sacrifice all my extracurriculars in college and there was quizzing and jam and this yeah. and that so I wanted to do all that so then that taught me to the MBA so that choice becomes natural post that I think the biggest thing I enjoy and when I get to do more of it I'm happy at work when I get to do less of it I'm less happy at work is problem solving she said I'm an ideas person I like solving problems and what that gravitated me towards consulting I really loved it tough life and it's, it's an intense lifestyle but worked <laughs> with some awesome colleagues you know, intersection of smart hard working and nice people it's right. you know, very hard to find and that took me into sort of group strategy and then change management and then sort of running a business vertical in the banking thing was I, I must say I did banking work and it was an interesting sector I, I think it's a fascinating sector and I love it but I'd be lying if I said at sort of the age of 16 I said I want to become a banker yeah, that, that kind of happen. happened yeah. That didn't happen. But I think if I had to revisit that decision now, I don't think I would have done the MBA. I would have wanted to try my hand at a couple of things right. before deciding where to land. Yeah, and if I yeah. PhD in economics, <coughs> sitting wearing a tweed jacket and thinking <laughs> interesting thoughts, maybe still. Yeah, it's long to go. I think. Yeah, I mean, never seen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. What were some of the biggest milestones? Well, getting hitched to her. Yeah, I think marriage definitely was a big turning point. Turning point. No, it's I, all going well till then. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it was down. No, it is. I mean, it was an important milestone for both yeah. of us. So I would say marriage first. The move to Hong Kong for me was a big turning point. It was the first hmm. time I was living outside Sydney, Sydney India. Sydney there for me. How yeah. was that? Loved it. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I wouldn't live in Hong Kong now at this stage of our life and careers. Uh, yeah, I live I, there. It's just the housing and I mean, we got comfortable here. Singapore. Yeah, I think this, Hong Kong is a stage of life city. And I think we were there the right stage of life. For me, it was an amazing experience. It was an opening to so many new things, new experiences. The first time we were living away from home, parents, setting up house. Oh, the on second our time for me. Yes. I have done that before, but yeah. First time as a couple. But yeah, first time as a couple. And new culture, right? I mean, in my office, I remember when I started working in Hong Kong, I was the only Indian in the office. I had never experienced that before, you know. So just the changes you have to make in the way you work, the way you deal with non-Indian colleagues, that was a big learning experience for me. Business school was a big milestone for me. I was really fortunate to go to a good school and I made some friendships that are amazing and with some people who are just unfairly smart. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I went to Ahmedabad. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. So <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't get into parochial inter IIM fights anymore. That's for my friends from IMC who are terrible. Made some amazing friends. That was uh, again. This is such a thin wafer, thin margin of error. A lot of us have to say we were lucky to go there. So I, I was lucky to go there. Uh, that was great. I, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, as Priya said, uh, marriage and, and move to uh, Hong Kong were, were big, big milestones. And yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah. that probably cover, covers it. What is very fascinating and interesting that uh, you both have attained a fair amount of leadership. I might just say so. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, like, yeah, you're a leading verticals. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how has that... What is, is, it, is that a design in place? Yeah, has it been uh, just organically used? How do you find that? Uh, did you help each other? Or was it uh, 
Is it something we work towards the goal, whole goal with? Oh no, I don't think either of us are very corporate <laughs> no. ambitious types. So that's no. a problem. No, look, I think there is a famous baseball star who had just said eighty percent of what you do is showing up. We just we've been around for long enough. You've worked in these organizations. Yeah. You've performed. You get the next role, and you get the <clears> next <throat> opportunity. Then you get the next opportunity after that, and you create that goodwill and that experience. Yeah, but do you have like journey. this work at home, madam? Uh, not unless we can. <laughs> we do. Uh, I mean, we, we talk about it conceptually. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like uh, if I'm struggling with, let's say, yeah, something conceptual at work, then I would definitely people seek issue, advice. People issue yeah. career advice when I've had, I've done yeah. switches in my career. I mean, I've yeah, definitely, sure. you know, I put Priya's advice at the top of the top ten of that list because she's extremely yeah. perceptive and because she's perceptive about me too, right? It's not just about that external uh, the, the situation because mm-hmm. she's seeing how I am dealing, with, reacting mm-hmm. with that situation. But what we try to do is we've never, um, I'd like to say we've never taken that piece too seriously. It's good. We're doing well. But are we enjoying ourselves? Are we learning? Are we having fun? If kind of one of those elements goes off balance, then yeah. I wouldn't just stick there too. Yeah, I mean, I have three things normally that I look for as I move from one organization to another. And for me, it's always been an organization shift. It's learning, as he said, a new challenge and then growth. So that's what I've used to make the shift. But it's never been that, you know, I want to get to a certain designation within a place sure. that I'm working at. It's more about what am I learning? How is that, you know, that accumulated experience helping me professionally? And I would say a lot of it comes back into what we do personally as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Which is why I think our biggest, my biggest insight about working life is how much energy supper club experience positively spills over into work. And I would say, why? I mean, for me at least, vice versa. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Me, me right. too. Now you're Initially, years of marriage in Mumbai, and then you shifted off to Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yeah. yes. Right. Then back to Bombay, and then Singapore. Mumbai, yeah. and then Singapore. Yes. So, how important do you think is a place of residence in terms of building, impacting a relationship, perhaps building relationship to things differently? Uh, only ever have worked in India. I would say each of the cities we've lived in, Mumbai definitely, obviously formative years were there. Hong Kong, I think, gave us a different type of experience, and Singapore again a completely different type of experience. So I think that made us, I mean, for me at least, more uh, open to experimentation. From definitely on a food side, a lot of what I eat today, I would not have eaten if I'd never left India. So experimentation in terms of food, points food, of view, culture, yeah. all of it. I think yeah, it's yeah. it's only. I mean, I, I wouldn't say just keep shuffling cities just for the sake of it. But yeah. if there is an opportunity to do that and to yeah. create some variety of experiences for yourself, mm-hmm. I personally think the deck needs to be really stacked on the other side not to do it. My first case when I moved to Sydney, I had a South African project leader, South African partner, American principal and Australian analyst. Awesome. I mean, first time for me living out of India and just their points of view, their perspective <coughs> on sports, everything. I mean, so... And it also to, impacts the partnerships that you form. The yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with yourself. To be able to just simple look the thing of striking up a conversation with someone and just finding interest in what they have to say to you, right? Yeah. The other thing, I mean, to your point, it is kind of important and I think where we live, sort of that energy does feed into each other. But at the same time, I wouldn't make that too much of it because then there has to be uh, the chemistry kind of works it should work irrespective for whatever reason we had to go and live in some I don't know if one of us got interested in development and we said okay let's go and live in Africa for a couple of years it's fine I mean you know this doesn't collapse because it's Africa so I doubt there'll be any fitter looking couple chef 
You are too kind. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, about that. Yeah. <laughs> no. It doesn't look like you feel, you'll eat anything, but you definitely will be feeding everything. Oh, eat a lot. Me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know I'm what you're Yeah, exactly. Do you do anything to keep fit as well? Not as much as I should. But I'm, I'm not joking. I swim. I uh, we used to do yoga. I, would say. <laughs> I don't even do it regularly. We are irregular yoga enthusiasts. Yeah. So uh, we are aspiring fitness people. Do you swim regularly? Not Just as much as I should be. What would that be? <laughs> uh, probably every day, but no. I swim mostly on the weekends. During the week, I try to walk, trying to get the step count up if possible. Not much. I I, I think I I prefer controlling what I eat than exercising. I find that easier to do. Uh, controlling what you eat? Yeah. So I'm, I eat smaller portions. I don't avoid eating anything. So I just control the portions. So let me ask you what is secret in terms of also indulging in what you like to eat and maintaining, you know, being healthy. I wish Small I knew. portions. I wish I knew what the secret was because I'm still searching. <laughs> for it. I, I think you keep things in moderation. Yeah. You do everything. You don't kind so I don't of go overboard on stuff. So no I'll binge. I've never seen her do a fat diet and mm-hmm. cut anything ah, off and no carbs and she'll yeah. eat a piece of toast in the morning. and. Yeah. Do you eat junk food? Yeah, yeah, I like it. So We've cut down significantly yeah. on it though. Yeah, yeah. cut down. But don't put a, put a plate of french fries in front of me. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Chocolate is my weakness. Chocolate and bread. Don't, I can never be on a gluten-free diet. Ever. If I ever get diagnosed as being gluten intolerant, I don't know what I will do. But yeah, I need my toast seasons. in the morning. And I need a chocolate at the end of the day. Is there a daily routine you're following in terms of anything? There are times I go through the sporadic period of fitness and then I get up and go for a run in the morning and it all works well. But otherwise, I'm I'm a lazy morning person. You know, I, I go through these phases. There are bad phases and good phases. No, but the morning is pretty much about getting to work. We don't really have a nice no. relaxed... I prefer thing. exercising in the evenings. So uh-huh. I can't do uh, I try to go to my gym in the building where I work uh, in the afternoon because there's a bit of a graveyard time when you're feeling low energy and yeah. you don't have any calls and then I just go down quickly, exercise, shower and come back and then I'm feeling kind of awakened. Evenings, we pretty much try to stay at home once we're back. If we're both home early, that's a nice little routine. We have like to go we for go a nice for a long walk. walk. It's a nice neighborhood. We live near the botanical garden here. So just a five, six kilometer walk and yeah, we can talk about our day and, and so on. Another thing I think we find you both is your... <coughs> You're also keen in terms of education, you know, educating, extending your knowledge of service. Priya, you've been a volunteer with an organization which teaches foreign domestic basic literacy or is it uh, English? It's beginner's English. That's the course I used to teach. Uh, it's been a while since I've taught it. But How did that come about in the way that? We have this wonderful lady working with us now for six years. I think when she came home is I think when we started sort of appreciating the the backgrounds that they come from. So Catherine, who's been with us for six years and is from Myanmar. And, you know, when we started discovering her life story, we realized that she had to drop out of school to support her family. She is very, very intelligent and very smart. So I think the whole education piece, at least for me, started with her. Our first effort was to find a way for her to complete her schooling. Luckily, her embassy here allows her to take the final year exam sitting in Singapore. So between the two of us, she had six subjects to finish for her school. We divided and conquered to tutor her. How old Uh, is she? She now will be about 28. So we helped her clear her school exam. Mm -hmm. And then for the HSC basically. Yeah, the equivalent of HSC or class 12 back in India. And then our next effort was to find a way for her to get through college. So in the course of doing that is when I came across HOME as Mm -hmm. the organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when I realized that they had volunteer programs for Mm -hmm. teaching, Mm -hmm. I signed up to do one. So now, in fact, she teaches a course at home. So because she's fairly proficient and her English has improved significantly being with us, 
she helps uh, girls back from her own country because she can speak Burmese and English. So she's you know able to manage the dual translation. So we've now encouraged her to go and teach at the at home. Yeah. It's all about paying forward. Right? It's all about yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, this is I. Yeah. I think this is the bare minimum. It's a absolute waste of human capital if all she does is work at someone's home. Even though she yeah. makes more money doing this yeah, yeah. than she would in Myanmar, we need to find a way to make sure she this so, capital gets yeah. capital gets developed in the right way. Find a path for her to do something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, we're still working on it. The organization, could you please tell us about that? So, Home is a is a voluntary organization in Singapore, and uh, their founder started it to help these foreign domestic workers because there was no avenue for them either to turn to somebody for help in case something happened, or you know, to advance themselves personally. So, it was started first to help them with any problems they may have with their employers, but then they also started introducing these programs because they realized that self development was something these ladies really wanted. So, Home runs a bunch of classes. It's super organized now. So, I think education. Like language skills was the first thing, but they have courses on uh, cooking. They have courses on sewing, hairdressing, mm-hmm. you know, a bit of fashion, and they do two semesters, if I'm not mistaken, every year. And they end with a graduation party mm-hmm. uh, at the end of every semester, where the girls, where the ladies, are encouraged to come and present whatever skill they've learned. So if they've been in cooking, so I had the opportunity to go and be a judge recently at one of their cooking competitions. Uh, so they had to do a three-course menu. They all were divided in teams. They had to come and present. So they're also getting training on not just the cooking, but how do they present the dish to the judges. So it was incredible to see the kind of, you know, cooking that they do. I mean, amazing. amazing. So that's how, you know, I, I first got involved and off and on, I continue to sort of stay involved with them. And even you want to go to the... So yeah, I, I have conducted uh, a set of sessions about what I'd like to call the introduction to strategic thinking. So it's toolkits and consulting and group strategy that I have picked up here. And I did that at uh, first I did an introductory course at the SMU. And then uh, we did one and then something must have worked because they asked to come a friend of mine and me to come and do it again. He's he's a recent graduate of NUS, but he roped me in to kind of lead this course with him at the Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy. So it is just to give the students a flavor for strategic thinking how to break down a business problem and solve it with its various components. And through that, understand what a career in consulting could look like. Because some of these guys, it's a bit of part of the career services kind of activity. I love it. I just love engaging with these are incredibly bright minds. I truly hope I get out of the workforce before I have to compete with these guys. And it's just interactive. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it keeps my mind working and fresh. It allows me to engage with very, very, very bright people. And it's uh, dynamic problem solving because you are a Again, I do it with a practical role play uh, as a large part of that training because we want to use a case study and then I'm the client and present to me kind of thing. So it's uh, not just a passive lecture. So it was a lot of fun and we'll do more. Now, how do you perceive success, both of you? So look, I think uh, it kind of weaves back to what we or weaves in some of the things we discussed earlier, right? Is one doing what one enjoys? Are you good at it? And to state the obvious, does the world need it in some sense? Because the world, the world needs it. Either you will get money, recognition, social capital, something for that. So if you are at the intersection of those things and it's a purely personal metric, if, sure. I think if you are anchoring it on something extrinsic and the toys you have and whatever, then I think it's inherently likely to be unsatisfying. But I think so those three things, yeah, am I doing something I enjoy? Am I good at it? Is it something the world needs more of, right? If any of those three things get a low grade on my scorecard, something has to, the dial has to be moved somewhere. And I've had different feelings about it, what I've been doing at different times in my life. So it's not uh, like it's been just one 
answer. Is there something you aspire to do, which probably as a kind of testament that if you've done that, perhaps that would a peak somewhere, not the ultimate thing? Yeah, I mean, there are two things. One which I think has been achieved in some measure and another I think I really would like to think about doing more of, which is uh, the one that's achieved in some measure is just developing human capital around me. People I have worked with, people I have, you know, young bankers who've joined and worked with me or young consultants who've worked with me and now are super successful. And if I've had some small role to play in their development, uh, that's a great piece of legacy to leave behind because then you've created, or Catherine for that matter, who works yeah. at our home. If she, if that person started at X with the capital they had, human capital they had, and they went to Y, that's great. And that's happened to a reasonable measure over the 20 years been working. The piece that I'd like to do a little more of is then do you leave that same mark with a business. Now I've done that with businesses that I have worked for as an employee and if you took it over at place X hopefully you didn't break it and you took it to a slightly better place before you moved on to your next thing or the clients I have worked with in consulting but maybe it's time to now try and do that with something that is completely your own or completely your own as in you built it from ground up and then that's another piece of legacy or, or testament to me. How about you, Yeah, I mean, success so far for me has been about accumulating experiences. So there have been points in the career where I have chosen not to take the next sort of step within an organization I was in. And that was a conscious decision because it was that I could leave and do something else. So for me, so far, that's been what I have defined as success, that I have managed to do so many different things in my career. Such a different thing personally as well, which nice. I would never have expected. But I think the, for me, going ahead, I think if I had to look back from, let's say, when I was 78 years old, I think what I don't think we've managed yet is a legacy. You know, yeah. So what do we want to be remembered for? Uh, that for me would be what the success would look like. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. What, as for you, are such a lovely partnership going on among the both of you. So, what's the secret ingredient, do you think, for that? Any partnership, the basic premise? Patience. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say love. No, yeah. Yeah, no it's true. It's patience. Uh, patience out of a, no, not out of a sort of silent bearing of misery, no, no, I hope. No, 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 it's easy. empathy. It's if you understand where the other person is coming from. Priya's giving me a tough message about something. Why is she saying it? Is she just saying it to be mean? No, she's saying it for my own. Yeah. As parents used to say, I'm saying it for your own good. <laughs> and for that, I mean, you asked, you asked us earlier, uh, it's that you know you're on the same page on many things. The values are the same. You are pulling in the same direction. You want the same things out of life. So when that happens, and therefore, if there is a any hump you have to go over, whatever it is, financial, health, you keep that at the back of your mind. That, you know, same yeah. team. So we conclude with this. Okay. What are you committed to keep alive? I would say always wanting to try new things. I think I personally oh, would get oh. bored if I did the same thing over and over again. So even with the supper club, I think the question that I keep asking myself is what next? And of course, we get asked this question by all our guests as well. But yeah, I mean, if I look back on what has kept me going forward is always what's the next thing to do? You know, what's the next experience to accumulate? And that's what I would, what would continue to drive me forward. Curiosity. I want to keep learning. I'm not sure about the new experiences. She's going to make me do all kinds of new things. But I'm up for it. I'm just, I am curious and I hope I continue to be curious about how the world works, about how things work. But and I just, she said the same thing almost. I mean, you've got to try new things. You've got to be No, I'm happy to do that from an armchair as well. So, so that's, that's <laughs> He's happy to sit in that chair. I'm said, happy to sit in one chair and, and just figure out how the world and works. And satisfy his curiosity. I'm <laughs> more like I want she's to do more, it and satisfy No, she's, no, to be fair, yeah. And that's, I, maybe and that's a good compliment because she is more experiential. I'm more knowledge seeking okay. in some sense. So You're it, comp yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'm definitely the one who tries more things more often, which means a new yeah, movie, no, 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 type of music, a new sort of yeah, hobby. Yeah, exactly. She introduced yeah. me to rap, music, and hip -hop. <laughs> yes. I thought all good music ended in 1970, right? So, 
Wow, there's some interesting music. Was 1970, which is very interesting. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Priya and Anil. Hi. Hi. Welcome to CX for Fun Facts. Now we begin with a set of fun questions. Hopefully, okay. Should be fun for you guys. <laughs> Your favorite color? Blue. Okay. Why? Nothing. I have heard that a zillion times. Ah, okay. Expected from a woman, but nevertheless. Ah, okay. Cool. <laughs> Red. And what do you think represents you as your personality? Sophisticated and calm. So blue itself. For blue, yes. Just blue. blue. I'm sad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Blue, just calm. Red. What represents me, blue, but I like red. What about the spice? Cardamom. I like the fragrance and it's sweet. What about you? Cumin. I like most dishes cooked with cumin. Your favorite aroma? <laughs> You're gonna hate this answer. Fried onions. I love. It. <laughs> I love fried onions. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have a food answer too. Yeah. Uh, it's bacon. Bacon. <laughs> okay then. Which is your favorite holiday destination? Of late, it I would say it's Bali. And urban is London. Urban is London. I agree. You both have the same. Same. I'd say so. But yes. we take holidays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on where we're going. Yeah. I love London when she's not there. No, I, uh, no, no, it's London, London. Why London? Why Bali? London's very familiar. I love the train sides. Look like Bombay. You know the city, the streets, are things you know. It's got great character, great food. Very nice vibe. Which is your favorite Mumbai street food? For me, it's uh, Sev Batata Puri. Closely followed by Pav Bhaji. Frankie. Lion. I like He's Frankies. Lying. I like Frankies. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Kathi roll more than the Frankie. 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 Bombay. So it's a Bombay street. <laughs> your favorite dish. I, that's difficult. I don't have a favorite dish. It depends on the mood. It depends where we are. Okay, a comfort food. Anything that's home cooked. Typically after one Lion. of our long vacations. Cheese toast. No, no, no. Com- home comfort food. Comfort. Oh, co- uh, cheese toast. Cheese toast. Okay. We have this Bengali dish called alu posto. I don't get it here. Maybe that's why it's comfort food because there's poppy seeds in it. I miss it a lot. Do I love alu posto. Can't why? you don't get it because it's made with poppy seeds oh. and you can't use poppy seeds in, in Singapore. Singapore. So I miss that. <laughs> a dream destination you better explore. Morocco. For the food, for the sights. Just we've had. We also have so many friends who've been there and spoken so highly of it. Like to explore Morocco too, but West Asia, Beirut, okay. Israel, have a holiday waiting to happen. One of your priceless experiences. We spent a week at a farmhouse in Tuscany, and okay. then explored the countryside and went to Siena and Florence. That was awesome. Beautiful. Right? Beautiful. Tuscany. Great food, great vibe. Yeah. And doing that from the countryside was was particularly lucky for us. I think. Did you explore that whole? Buy yeah. making thing and local cuisine. Absolutely. Yeah. You, I mean, local cuisine. You can just go and buy a piece of bread and olive oil, and you're sorted. It's, it's so good. Everything is so good. When are the happiest? When I'm at home with a book, and that's it. <laughs> no, in a yeah. When I'm at home with a book. You read a lot. Uh, not as much as I'd like to, but yes. Who are your favorite authors? As a book and as an author, I love Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Okay. I can read that book multiple times. As an author, that I have sort of read a few. Uh, I like Amitabh Chatterjee. In non-fiction, I like John Kenneth Galbraith. I think he writes very well. Very evocatively writing about a dry subject like economics. Yes, sir. Also happy when I'm at home, not necessarily with a book, <laughs> but just happy to be back at home. Yeah. You travel a lot. Not so much travel, but I just feel more comfortable when I'm back in this surrounding. Well, it's very nice and yes. very nicely done. I can yes. understand why. Yes, you can understand why. <laughs> yeah, no, we. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a personality you admire. And would like to know better. I would like to make the Barack Obama. I followed his election very closely. I have great admiration for him, especially in the present circumstance. So I would love <laughs> to meet him in person. Personality I admire. It's no longer possible, but Nelson Mandela would have come to mind because of I like people who can forgive and move on. Oh, you know what, Roger Federer. I'd love to meet him. He's classy. He is humble. He is he is the best. He knows it and doesn't show it. That's awesome. Yeah, Federer. There's a point when he was very arrogant. 
Yeah, yeah, he was quite a troubled guy, and it's amazing how he has evolved. That's true, and that's actually speaks to his his journey as well. Favorite movies. So I love The Godfather. I love The Third Man, which is oh my god, it's a fantastic movie. I'm trying to convince her to see for the longest time. It's not it's not succeeding. I love uh, the original taking of Pelham One Two Three. It's an underrated movie, which is very very good. Walter Matthau plays this cop. It's it's awesome. It's just a great everyman being a hero kind of movie. I don't have a specific movie. I mean, I enjoy many different types. Ooh, The Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, I like. Okay, I'll give you. Who's your favorite actor? You're making it even tougher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an actor. Favorite actor? Also, I don't have. Don't Tom Hanks. No, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom we like a bunch of people. I mean, I yeah, think. Yeah, I like that. a bunch of people. I like a bunch of movies. Yeah. Not, no one movie. Yeah. She struggles with naming a favorite, as you will yeah. know. It's not yeah. one dish, one movie. Yeah, but yeah. but a few. But there's one movie that the two of us always watch. Oh yes, that's true. Actually, every New Year's Eve, and huh. it's Love Actually. Oh yeah, yeah, we love watching Love Actually. Don't ask us why. It's like it's, it's just a funny a movie. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's a ritual. cheesy. But <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. Right, I would say right for the last two or three years. Yes, yeah. probably it's just become a ritual. So we like to have a really quiet New Year's Eve. Yes. So that's our thing. Yeah. And then we'll come home and watch a movie, and invariably we end up watching that one. Tell us a couple of facts about yourself. Lesser known facts. <laughs> I don't know what's lesser known. <laughs> Everything is lesser known. I'm guessing. I talk a lot, but I'm actually an introvert. Yeah. I'm, I'm reasonably voluble, also as parties and all. But when we do these Myers-Briggs tests, and she knows that I'm an introvert, but people are extremely surprised if I say I'm an introvert. But I am. That's why I like to sit in my corner and read a book. But yeah. <laughs> about me. I think most people think I'm a bit cold, but the reality is I'm actually just shy. So it takes a lot yeah. to get me to open up. But a lot of people perceive that as you know I have this. Yeah, yeah. She's more enthusiastic about trying new things than I am. Yes, I'm more much gr- more I'm, I'm much more grumpy. Yeah. But then you put me in front of some people and I go. Yeah. You know. And then he's of, like. Yeah, I'm the 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 spark of, of the party. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I kind of went into it saying, "Oh, do I have?" To but then once you're there, you're like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I respond well to external expectations. <laughs> A chef that you follow. You follow Sophie. I follow a lot. So the, the a couple of chefs I admire, Thomas Keller. He runs the French Laundry. That's a restaurant we're hoping to get to because we're <laughs> off to the US in two weeks. So definitely him. I Daniel follow. Hum? Sorry, Daniel Hum. Yeah, I mean he has eleven Madison Park. I mean the dishes he posts are like. When will I ever get to that level? I follow a couple of chefs from India. He's not a Sanjeev Kapoor. No, not Sanjeev Kapoor. <laughs> he heads uh, Bombay. God Almighty, what's his Bombay. name? Oh, yeah, right. Chef Zach. 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 Yeah. Chef Zach. So I follow Bombay Canteen and Chef Zach on Instagram quite closely. Chef Zach as well, and I'll put in Michelle Lu. A dish that is special to the both of you. Yes. Apple pie with ice cream. Yes. <laughs> Any story behind? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of pop the question over apple pie and ice cream. Oh. Against, against my wishes. Yeah. Against your wishes. He wasn't planning. No, to I wasn't planning day. to do it then. And she said, "No, we're going to talk about it now." And <laughs> oh, that dessert. And I said, "Okay, it's yeah. like, fine." <laughs> it was in the most unlikely of places. Yeah, day. yeah. Is but it? actually, I still like the place. I don't know if it's Sundance Cafe. Sundance Cafe in Churchgate. Not my idea of a you know noisy, crowded cafe. Left to you guys. <laughs> it would never really come out. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. no. So it's Sundance. Yeah. Sundance. Yeah. Also, yeah. not a place you associate with apple pie and ice cream. Correct. Okay, a memorable. Time and cook together. Any memorable? Oh God, we don't cook together at the same time. Never. Uh, no, alternatively. No, no, no. So memorable. Okay, this was this was uh, actually. I now have a good memory of it, but it was really stressful. We were doing this pop up for I think twenty odd people, and we put chicken kati roll like the Calcutta chicken kati roll on the menu. It was just the two of us, and we completely underestimated the time and the effort it takes. And it was kind of we were falling a little behind on service. That was at that time, and and she was doing the 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 chapatis, and I was kind of doing the rolling, and it was all hot, and the hands were kind of scorched, but just you're operating on adrenaline then, so it was yeah. 
memorable but at the time not so reason. nice memorable yeah. <laughs> but now it's good each other dirty glasses no 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 no, 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 no. We actually that's so no we get on with it i think that's yeah. that's yeah. Uh, we just, yeah, we uh, just got on with it because we were also ambitious we had like a nine course menu for this yeah uh, and just the two of us doing things yeah because if you seen those master chef shows that we yes show, yes yes, yes. And you know when i have been to that she has done that and it's insane yeah Asia. Yeah, quite commendable I, yeah. I must say. Yeah. So I know what the stress is like. Yeah. I didn't and I don't want to know ever about. <laughs> no, he 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 experienced it, you know, yes. through this pop-up. What are some of your favorite secret ingredients that you must For me it's uh, green chili and curry leaves. You think it magically transforms that? I mean a lot of uh, Marathi cuisine has both, but most people don't expect that in a dish. At least some of the guests that come home. Uh, but for me yeah, it was Indians? Indians, yeah. But I think they used to chili powder and they used uh-huh. to curry leaves not yeah, so commonly yeah. used. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those two flavors I would say are always for me at least magical. And you? We have this thing in Bengali called uh, bhaja masala which literally means roasted masala. Mm-hmm. So you take cumin, chili, mm-hmm. the paprika chili, not the spicy chili and mm-hmm. coriander seeds and you toast them and grind them. So the toasting and combination of the three is a very nice greater than the sum of the parts in a way. So I like to use it as a sprinkle or yeah. you know to add as a into a dish in calcutta a lot of dishes like samosas and all will have that as the main uh, spice how often do you go to your hometown by the way not as often as we'd like i'd say we twice a, a couple of times a year yeah yeah, yeah. Twice a we year. kind of tack on to we do a week and we tack on a public holiday and yeah i mean bombay is that. home for both of us yeah so yeah twice twice a year twice a year probably yeah actually <laughs> parents visit us a couple of times a year so, so it's a quarterly event what's an ambitious dish that you want to recreate create innovate a dream keep the the filling cooked under so it doesn't toughen up yeah. in the final cook it's a delicate dish and it's a very nice dish be crispy the pastry on the top will be crispy yeah yeah so think of it as like eating a chicken patty but inside it you have a lovely fully cooked piece of like a good piece of chunk of meat i'm a vegetarian i can't think of it <laughs> no but actually a mushroom wellington works very well yeah mushroom yeah. you must have some crazy dessert no? uh yeah <laughs> I mean, you see yeah. the Daniel Hamstrom. That's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, if you if you see the menus from Eleven Madison Park, which is you know, where we're going to be having a meal soon, uh, yeah, any of those dishes is an ambitious dish for me. It's insane. Yeah. What about the successful experiment that we had? Oh, she does it Food all the related time. Or? Food related, yeah. Food, yeah. I'm game for something else. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. Adopting Vera. <laughs> yes, our, adopting our dog Vira has been a very successful one. experiment. <laughs> no, but food. dog come by as. Oh, we've both grown up with yeah. dogs. And then we kind of moved places and we've always uh, wanted one, but, you know, not sure. And I'm so glad we got her. And yeah. I mean, now it doesn't, we will always have a dog. Now we will always have a dog. So, yeah, we yeah. both love dogs. We've grown up with dogs. We just have stopped agonizing. Keeping her company, I mean, getting her another dog or something. Oh, yes, she hates she it. She hates She's very she hates nice with other so. all people, but you saw how she sweet <laughs> she is, but yeah. she hates dogs. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. So, and she's adopted, so we don't know what she, what earlier experience she had so we kind of don't want to she's an old girl now she can knee child syndrome yeah exactly i don't know definitely yeah. i mean Probably. we have a dog on the na- on the same floor in the neighboring flat this is territorial this yeah. dispute oh my god yeah. can't yeah. yeah. that's a good dog who's who she more possessive about him no is that true him. i don't know yeah, yeah? she i mean she's a you feel him she feels 
Oh, he, he's a, no, we, I, I actually, I mean, she's the closest to our uh, helper. Yeah. They're, they're really good friends. This is play with her and they're yeah, the assistants. Exactly. Yeah, I, okay. I'll take, I don't know. I yeah, mean, I choose closer to me. And there are dog parks here in Parks? I mean, yeah, well, there are places to socialize. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, again, she will go crazy there. Yeah. So she, that's not fun we for her. We tried initially. Uh, but uh, it's a very dog friendly place. You can right. kind of go yeah. Uh, do you want to take that question on the experiment? No, no. I mean, she should talk about. Like I said, her her ex- she is definitely the more creative and therefore the more experimental of the cooks. Well, so she made a puranpoli ice cream with lentils, which was awesome. Yeah, there you go. So, so I experiment a lot with desserts on our menu. Yeah. Uh, puranpoli ice cream. Yes. So the <laughs> filling is turned into an ice cream, and the the chapati layer is filo pastry. I did a yeah. <laughs> let me talk. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I did a risotto with prawn malai curry. We have this dish with mm-hmm. coconut milk and prawn. I mean, that's not much of an experiment. It's kind of quite obvious. But I mean, the, the, quite or actually a souffle. The with souffle was not. No, so but the experiment that has worked is the supper club. Yeah, sorry. Let's yeah, talk about that. The, yeah, it's, it's like a, the biggest gamble. It's the bigger experiment. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the biggest experiment we've tried. Yeah, it's yeah, been and two, that's worked two and a half, two and years, half years, so. and five hundred guests, and yeah. 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 A dish that you think best represents your partner. So you will talk about him. You will talk about you. Mm-hmm. You want him to take it first? Yeah, you let him go first. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Welsh rare. <laughs> Welsh rare bit. So it's a it's a basically an English cheese toast. Okay. Because she likes cheese toast. Cheese toast. Okay. It's a bit crusty on one side. Huh. <laughs> and it's a bit hard, but on the other side, it's actually very soft and very gooey and very nice. Okay. And it is. Uh, it's yummy. It's yummy, but it charms you with very simple notes because it's just it's bread, it's cheese. Bit of sort of roux and. And it's worth the calories that you're going to. Yeah, it's worth it. Exactly. Well said. Welsh rare bit, yes, for sure. I mean, I like the dish. I don't know about it representing me. I would say any pie dish represents Anirudh. Why? And we can take Beef Wellington since he said it's his favorite. I think the outside is, as he said, it appears a certain way, but the inside is very different. Okay, I don't know if that's a compliment. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Actually. No, no. So he, it looks very like you know exuberant from the outside, but it's a little it's more dark subdued. and dim in the inside. <laughs> Maybe I was going to say grumpy in the inside, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much for your time, Priya. Thank you. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.